0: What's up, guys? Randy here with Quick Tips for Dads. Today we've got a special episode. I've got a co-host here, Alex Osborne. He is, I guess he's my cousin. He's my wife's cousin's husband. <laughs> and he's going to be here with us. We're talking family finances today. We've got a, a series coming up of that we're going to just chat about family finances, how we do it, things we wish we would have been taught before we were dads, before we were married even, about finances. So I'll let Alex introduce himself now.
1: Hey, uh, I'm Alex Osborne. So, I mean, I got a uh, finance degree from BYU-Idaho, um, working uh, banking, did credit stuff in the background. So, I do this more on the professional world then. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to... Uh, Randy asked me to come join you guys and try to help out and make sure that we're uh, trying to add some value to your life.
0: Sweet. All right. So, today's topic, we're going to be talking about budgets. And how to budget, what you need to do with the budget, and different philosophies on budgeting. Um, As Alex and I talked before this, we have very different styles of budgeting, and I think both can be very effective, but not for every person. So uh, tell me, Alex, like you said, you guys budget differently
1: than we do. Um, Explain your style of budgeting. Yeah, so we just went through and uh, calculated all of our monthly bills and said, hey, this is what is going to go out and this is what's going to come in. Uh, make sure that we had a surplus versus a, a de- uh, deficit, but we uh, we don't really track it each m- uh, month. We kind of review every six months, um, but we do more of an after action. Okay, so this is what we spent throughout the month. This is where we uh, maybe spent too much, or we were, you know we need to adjust for next month and not spend as much there, or, or we know where we're week and where we need to identify, um, a little more, uh, discipline in, in yeah. our spending Nice. So versus, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Hey, this is it once it's gone. It's, you know, that's it. So yeah, that's just, we're, we're more of a, we're a little more liberal when it comes to the <laughs> budget. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. We do it very differently. We
0: are, we, we plan out, you know, we know how much we've got coming in. We plan out every cent for the month and we, we make a game plan. So that's kind of the way we do it, which is a little bit different. So Um, you can talk a little closer to the microphone. Yeah. Maybe. Sorry. It's a, yeah, there you go.
1: That's better. Sorry, y'all. I'm new to this. So
0: no, you're good. Um, so I mean, just what's your relationship with money? Because I know everyone has different relationships. I came in with a very different relationship than my wife. Um, I didn't realize how much money we had growing up. Like you, you mentioned that you're like, I didn't know how poor I was, but like, (laughs) I didn't realize just how financially secure my parents were until just the last few years Um, and they just worked government jobs (laughs) like they were both just department of health at the state of utah and department of environmental quality at the state of utah like i had no idea so i came in with a very different thing than my wife who grew up very poor grew up very you know for the first half of her life was you know didn't have a lot of money second half they had a little bit more but she had a bad relationship with money like what's your relationship with money uh, so
1: and I like I said I didn't like I didn't realize that we were poor, you know, until just talking to my wife and we'll say things and she'll just it seems super foreign to her because they you know they were pretty well off through most of their most of her childhood. But um, honestly, I don't I don't really think about money. I I've I don't know we just I don't really spend a lot. I've been pretty uh, conservative in my spending, and so I don't I honestly don't really think about it too much. It's kind of a, a a bad way. And is weird to think about when I mean, going into finance and, right. and having that kind of a background is, um, but we've, you know, been, been fortunate and always been able to, um, pay our bills and have the discipline to not spend. But I don't, I don't really think about money. It's kind of a weird, uh, yeah. a weird thing to think about, you know, but, uh, yeah, for, sense. for, you know, I feel like we've been really good about finances and having everything. And I don't know if it's just like second nature type of a thing. But um, you know, my dad's always been really good with money. My we had six kids. Uh, and then my, my mom was a you know, a substitute school teacher. So they, you know, and the thing is they never talked about it, never really brought anything up and having six kids um, my dad being a you know, a beer mm-hmm. crap for the <laughs> Department of Energy and my mom being a substitute teacher, you know, you'd think you'd yeah. kinda hear over here, like, hey, we don't we're not we don't have money for this or that, but they just, you know, kept it to themselves and kind of dealt with it in a in a pretty private manner. And I feel like, uh, you know, and not that it hurt me in any way, but the, uh, it's just kind of a second nature, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just kind of a, Hey, make sure if whatever's going, needs to go out is going to go out as long as I'm making sure that my uh, needs are met. Yeah. Just wants, I guess. Yeah. That makes but, sense. Yeah. I don't know if I really have like a, I think that's, it's good, but it's like more of a, yeah, like a, I guess not existent really. I just don't really think about it. It's kind of a weird. Yeah.
0: I've never heard of somebody that doesn't have a relationship with money. Like uh, that's few and far between. Cause (laughs) I know like my wife would tell me growing up, like they just money was like, there was almost like a righteous poverty feeling that they had. And I was like, man, I've never even thought about that. Like, I'm like, no, being poor sucks. <laughs> and now that I'm in law school and we're living on student debt, being poor does suck. I can assure you that. <laughs> I can't wait till you're in more money. Um, but that's, yeah, like my relationship with money, it's kind of developed over the years because, you know, when you're growing up and your parents are doing all the finances, you're just kind of there. You're just mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm doing. So I started, I Uh, went on a mission for our church. I was assigned as the financial guy in the, in the mission office is what they called it. And, uh, I was like, this is, I kind of like this. So I went and studied accounting, which is so boring, but it's so useful. (laughs) Like don't study accounting, but do like, it's one of those things. Um, but man, I studied accounting and I, I really just learned a ton about money and ton about like how to deal with money which got me into personal finance and I just I love personal finance I love learning about it love hearing about it love talking about it which is why we're here because I enjoy talking about it Alex and I struck up a conversation about personal finance and other finance things and it's just fun I just think it's interesting but yeah my relationship I think I've got a pretty healthy one right now like um I'm sure it could be better like everything could be better but uh I don't know. I, money to me is just a thing. It's amoral. There's no morals attached to it. I know so many people, like politicians and people, I don't have very kind feelings, especially now that I'm in law school towards most <laughs> politicians. Um, they want to make you think that like money's bad. I don't know. Uh, on one side of the aisle, they want to make you think money's bad. And the other side almost takes the exact opposite approach, And I think both extremes are a little bit Yeah, meh- kind iffy. of me in the middle like money is kind of just amoral money doesn't have morals it's how you use it it's like having a chainsaw you can use it for constructive purposes or destructive purposes you know so that's kind of the way i view money i enjoy having it i enjoy buying things but it's not like this thing that if i have it i'm more righteous or i'm better if i don't have it i'm more righteous or i'm better like it's just a thing it's just a tool so that's kind of the way i think of money um so that's what I got for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Alex, before you got married, are there anything, let's see, now that you're married, let me rephrase that. Now that you are married and have a, have a one baby, right? Mm-hmm. Little Stella. Yep. Stella, one years old. One year old, little Stella. What is something you wish somebody would have said, hey, watch out for this about money before you got
1: married? Man, um so i'm I'm pretty fortunate Camille is my wife camille she's pretty good with money and yeah. and she's always always been uh up until just recently she's been the breadwinner you mm-hmm. know for our, the majority of our marriage yeah. we've been married almost nine years. you're going
0: to school and things
1: like that yeah, going to school and and uh you know I've always been able to make enough wage to pay my more than my fair share mm-hmm. you know to still have some discretionary income but uh you know something that we've I can't really think of anything that's not, I would like some that tell me just maybe honestly it just comes down to I'm gonna I'm probably gonna use this a lot and it'll be <laughs> a little uh annoying towards the end, but just having discipline, you know, just making sure that I'm I'm not you're you're doing what's right for you and your family. It's mm-hmm. not it's not do what's for me or what I want. Right. Um I think when we first got married we we were living we were house sitting for some people, we paid like three hundred dollars in, oh, man, in awesome. rent. Like uh I had a 20-year-old pickup, you know, just, you know, Camille had a... (laughs) Totally paid off. Yeah, Camille had a car. I think we, I think our entire bills were like $600, but we also were just servers or hosts at Olive Garden. We made like 10 bucks an hour. Did you work together at Olive Garden? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I was working as a party rental place, setting up tents and whatnot, and then she worked at night, so then... I got sick of not seeing her. So I ended up started working, at, <laughs> no, started working there sorry. at night so I could see my wife because I worked during the day and she worked at night that's so awesome. then we could actually see each other a little bit. Um, that's but, not a specialized field. You have to have a degree to go work with her. So yeah, that's, that's yeah, pretty was, good. Yeah, it was pretty not bad. Um, but I, I made a, a kind of a selfish choice within that first year. I went and bought a, I went and bought a pistol that mm. it was probably more on my range and I was like, oh, I'll just do a layaway deal and then, like, when I was leaving, I'm like, no, I can just get it. And then after I did it, I'm like, man, I'm an idiot. Like, <laughs> I think, and it was probably the lowest my bank account had been in a long time. You know, I think I had maybe a few hundred dollars left after buying it. And oh, like, yeah. What? Like, why would I, was this item worth putting me and my family in? And not that we were going to be in any bad position. Right. You, you had know? a paycheck coming. Yeah, exactly. But like, just, I remember just feeling so like, man, I'm such an idiot. Why, why would I put my family in this kind of position? Because what if something came up? right. You know, someone gets hurt and you know, any, anything along those, I was just like, man, that was stupid. And it like, it ate at me for a long time. I was like, I should just sell this. I get rid of, you know, but, um, didn't spark joy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It, I mean, no, I really, I mean, I still have it to this day. I I like it a lot, but, um, just that just, I felt like garbage for a hot minute. Like, man, like, and that's, that's probably the one, the one time that that just it was probably good that happened so early on in our marriage but it, it just clicked i was like yeah. no i don't want to feel like that again i don't want to be in a position of if you know if something would have happened yeah how like what would i have done you know and yeah. i i don't like having to you know i i used to pride myself in saying i've never had to ask anybody for money uh-huh. you know i've always been pretty good about that yeah. um but you know that that just kind of made me feel pretty sick like oh dirt, you know like hey i just and it was just a selfish purely mm-hmm. a want over hate you know needs yeah. so
0: sounds like you probably didn't have an emergency fund or anything set aside yeah no time. not at that
1: time we had uh i think we just i'd gotten a enlistment bonus but i think we blew it on my entire our, our <laughs> uh, honeymoon you know oh yeah so but again i think 600 bucks so oh man. a month in bills. so like well, it's yeah. not like we were hurting, but yeah. But if anything would have happened, yeah, like, man, what, put your what family would have at risk. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's scary.
0: Like I get that. Like, I like everything I think about, I'm like, okay, if I spend this money, it's taking away from my baby. It's taking away from my wife. But I mean, that brings us to a good point about like why you should be conscientious about your budget, right? Like you need to be selfless. You need to be focused on your family. Cause that's your goal, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's something I've had to learn is like, okay, priority numbers one and one a <laughs> yeah you know one a one b his wife and baby and when more babies come in it'll be a b c d e, F, yeah. G, whatever however many we have um but that's an interesting way to think about it i hadn't thought of it that way like man if i buy this i'm putting my family at risk yeah i yeah, think that's, that's a that's interesting i like that and it's um, a good it's
1: a good way to put it in perspective of yeah um you know because in all you know hindsight we're looking back on it literally hadn't it didn't affect me in the slightest right but then my, you know, oh, what if the what ifs just kept yeah. kept piling up, and I just remember sitting there like, man, like, was Why am I so stupid? Just like, the
0: potential of hurting your family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. man, that that kind of that's interesting. That's a good way to think about it. A good way to think about like financial responsibility is, you know, you're you're the dad generally. You're the not generally you're the dad. You're generally the <laughs> breadwinner. You're the one that's like you feel the burden of providing for your family. Mm-hmm. And I've felt that before. And when I can't buy nice things for my wife and she's like, I need new clothes. I just had a baby and now I'm shrinking and none of my clothes fit anymore. The ones that do fit are, you know, 10 years old and dingy. It's like, Oh, I can't do it right now. I can't. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But you just, you want to provide. And I know that's for me has been a driving force behind a lot of things that I do. Mm-hmm. So I like that. One thing I wish somebody would have told me before I got married before I got married, before I had kids, is just that I don't know. Maybe somebody did tell me this, but I didn't listen. <laughs> so listen: is your family will eat up a lot of your paychecks, and that's okay. That's not a bad thing. Um, something I've thought of a lot is, you know, when I when I was during school, it's different because I'm not necessarily earning. We're having to live on some loans, which We'll talk about that in a different episode. I have a lot of opinions on on loans and debt and stuff like that. But um, this summer I worked and I went back to my old job and it was great um, to get paid again. And I was like, oh, I'm getting, this is nice. Have money again. And my wife would come to me and say, we have this need and this need and this need. And I'm like, are they all needs? <laughs> are, they, you know, are those needs? Are there? those actually needs? But like I had to trust that she believed they were needs and like, I had to trust her that they were needs and so I had to learn to be a little bit more selfless and understanding like, hey, it's okay that you don't get as much as you want. <laughs> like yeah. that's why you got married in the first place was to give your life to somebody else. That's why you had kids. One of the reasons is so that you can give the world somebody and give yourself to something other than yourself. And I think that's a really important thing that before you get married, before you have kids to understand is this world is about way more than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's something I've had to deal with a lot is like, okay, the world does not revolve
1: around me and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, for sure. And it's it's kind of a hard transition. Is uh, Like I said, my life was... Married for nine years, and up until a few months ago, she was the breadwinner for, right. for the majority of our marriage. You yeah, know, she uh, she ended up getting a really good job, um, a really high paying job, put me through school. Uh-huh. You know, I served on the nights and weekends and made sure that I was contributing, and then it still gave me money to spend on things that right. I didn't have to, I didn't have to be like, oh, I can't do this, or I yeah. can't do things I want. Um, there wasn't a power imbalance between you necessarily, yeah, exactly. You know, she, I mean, she was for sure the breadwinner, but I. I pulled my weight you tried to pull your weight yeah yeah, for sure but um you know in this my wife quit her job uh a few months ago and I was a little bit nervous I thought it'd be a hard transition from her going to like never having like all the discretionary income in the right. world you know because um we could we could have lived off just her wage and then with both of our wages it, you know just yeah what, whatever like, she wanted you're not whatever, worried about money yeah whatever she wanted whenever she wanted it didn't matter and I was a little bit nervous. I thought it'd be a hard transition uh-huh. for, you know? Um, and then I was kind of had that same worry Like, man, I'm I like, gonna be working all this time just to like have nothing, yeah. you know, on the side to me. But, uh, you know, it takes, I'm, I like to do a lot of self-reflection looking, yeah. uh, cause I've, I've definitely put my foot in my mouth a lot in my life to be <laughs> yeah. like, you know, just I'm super set in my way. I'm right. That's, you're wrong. And then you're a man, you're going to yeah. be sleeping on the couch <laughs> at least one night. <laughs> but, uh, I've done that too. I've, after getting burned quite a few times, I'm like, now what am I like? Why do I like, I gotta look in and see what's, you know, yeah. like, what do I really want in life? Like, what can I change to make this better? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in all reality, I just want, I want my wife to have everything she wants right. so, and everything she wanted is just to have a, you know, have a baby and be a stay home mom. Yeah. So even if it means that I got to go to work, you know, I leave for work at six, come mm-hmm. home at six, then my daughter's asleep by seven thirty. you know, it's, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's kind of tough to yeah, try to balance that and be like, man, I just want to, I I to spend time with my daughter and, and, you know, right. and be a present dad. But, um, part of that, Hey, you know, the the lack of time that i get to spend with my daughter with our new with my new job my wife's being a sale mom is i mean it really sucks and it, it took me a minute to to really kind of get over from working from home and mm-hmm. seeing her every day yeah. just all day long to man, like oh if if i got to work late i'm not even gonna see her you yeah know? Uh-huh. but the but that doing this and having this uh cutting back and making sure that we're uh reigning in and only going for needs versus a lot more wants gives my wife, the opportunity to stay home with mm-hmm. my daughter and, and my daughter to have her mom 24 yeah. seven. Yeah. To, and and that's just the, to me, that's worth it. You yeah. Know, just that's real, awesome. That's what I want in life. I want my wife to be happy. I want her to have everything she wants and being a stay at home mom's it. So, yeah, if I don't if I don't get to get a new gun every month, like <laughs> you know, a little little bit of a transition, but, but it's, get it's get worth it you know? every month. That's awesome. <laughs>
0: no, I get it. I've got so many things. I'm like, man, I want to buy this. Or I mean, even if it's just, like impulsively, I'll see an ad on Facebook and I saw this thing where you're saying like, I wanna try that. And it's brewed cacao. So it's like they they roast the cacao beans like coffee, mm-hmm. but like I don't drink coffee. So I don't I've never even like thought of it, but I'm like it's like hot chocolate but mm-hmm. like without the sugar and it oh, tastes yeah. like dark chocolate like i want to try this
1: so i look it up i'm like oh, i want to buy that peace in your soul randy <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. have enough money to do that right yeah. now no i know exactly what you mean like i i remember uh so i just got a motor i just got that motorcycle not yeah. too long ago and uh when i told my wife when i looked at it i was like no like this looks like everything i want like i don't like it's got the it's got the aftermarket exhaust i want it's got the handlebars i want you yeah. know and then i got, i am like well you know, I could probably get a new seat for it. <laughs> you know, I could use some taller shocks. <laughs> right. You know, maybe a little different. They're justifying yeah, things. Yeah, like and... I could do this, or I, you know, and then my wife's like, "You bought it, and you said you wanted that one because it was everything you wanted. You have to change it." <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, you're right. I got to start cooling it." You <laughs> yeah. know, like, "Okay, I'm gonna get a new seat, but it's gonna be a while to save up that kind of money for it." Or yeah, you know, and and I and then I have the same mentality of like, "Is it really? Is it really gonna make it that much more?" uh, enjoyable to ride. Right. You know, like if I save up this money or even like, you know, save up double the money so I can replace it type of a mentality is even then, like, is, is this, is it going to be worth it? Right. Like, could I use that money for something better? Could I, could I do it just to better my daughter's life or get something yeah. or, or put it into a savings account? Kind of try a cost to, benefit analysis. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I go through vehicles kind of quickly. It's, <laughs> probably, it's a, it's a super bad habit. I how, used to... how so like, do you wreck them or do you? No. Um, um so Like I told you, I grew up pretty poor. So we, I had a, I drove like an old Dodge Neon that would like shut off if you hit a bump (laughs) wrong, you know, like that's, that's like the caliber of vehicles I
0: had. I had a Ford F two fifty from like 1983 back in high school and it, it, you'd have to pump the gas a little bit to start it. And I was like, and then finally I get to school. If it's a cold day, man,
1: I'm not getting home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know? Um, so that was like the caliber of vehicles I thought, and I had a, when we got married, I bought an old 20, a 20 year old mm-hmm. Ford F-150 right. and, and I loved it. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. I like still to this day, I hate that I sold it a little bit, you know, but, uh, my wife's the opposite. She, I think when I met her, she had the car and then by the time I came back for the army to get married, she had a different car and then, oh, you man. know, it's just she started going through cars and then kind of seeing like the newer, you know, all the features, <laughs> the features and things. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Cool. cameras. Yeah. Like <laughs> little things. Yeah. Like, or yeah. like the bird's eye view, you know, yeah. I'm like, what, this is insane. You yeah. know, like dream from my old pickup where it's like, you know, Oh man, radio is all you got. And if, the, if you turn on the AC, if it's too hot out, it's, it, you know, it's kind of an issue. So, uh, <laughs> but then seeing all these things, I so i you know, I've gone through like, I had a truck, sold it, got a car. And then I was like, well, oh, I wanted a truck again. And then, but then I wanted to, I have to kind of keep it on the level that my wife's car is. So when I take her car to get better gas, when I to travel, she needs something that's on like her level of yeah, bougie so She then... can even jump into like, yeah, she, she's, she's yeah, not very tall. Yeah. She's real short. <laughs> she doesn't like getting uh, she does hate when I take her car to drill and stuff when I drive down <laughs> there cause it's cheaper for gas. Yeah. And, uh, but she struggles getting Stella in and out of the back. So I got a tall car. Yeah. But That's uh, funny. So I we've I feel like in the last few years I wrote t- I, like I said when I bought my truck I intended on driving it into the ground and I've had f- two Harleys and three cars since then. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like that's my that's my like disc- that's my issue. Like yeah. I told you, I don't I don't buy a lot of small things. But you I buy, buy one big. thing. Like, yeah one big. thing. Yeah I get that. So um, you know but now I got this truck. Dr- I mean all of our cart we don't have car debt so our cars are paid off and whatnot but it's awesome um it's but yeah I have that issue of like i look at a car and that's what I want but um to not to like be just content with what I have is kind yeah. of a like I lost my train of thought I of rambled enough. for a minute yeah, you know you're but good. um but yeah that's just the you know you just got to know okay this is it so I have to be like I love my I love my vehicles now right but like this is going to be it for a long time like I really am in the mentality of, okay, well, once Stella starts driving, maybe she'll be driving this pickup. Yeah. So in
0: 16 years from now, 15 years, whatever, the laws are here. Yeah. Or whatever jurisdiction you end up living in. If you're in Idaho, it's different than other places, I guess, right? But that's, man, that's hilarious because I feel so much like, I'm not as much of like the car thing, like, Mm -hmm. but... I, I buy expensive things and I have expensive hobbies. So I grew up playing ice hockey. I played lacrosse, which is generally a rich white kid's sport, which I'm like, I didn't even know that when I started playing. Like I just, I thought it was fun. It was good cross training between hockey and between hockey seasons. Yeah. (laughs) Like, okay, how can I stay in shape between hockey ending and summer starting? But then I ski, like I want four wheelers someday. I just have expensive hobbies, you know? And so I'm like, well, I got to put a kibosh on some of those things and put my family first, you know, like make sure that I'm not putting Natalie and Liam into any financial risk because of Mm -hmm. something stupid that I do. Yeah. And so I think that's a really important thing. Like to, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're a new dad or husband wanting kids, your wife and baby come first. You know, if you're the inventory sorting, you're, you're the last to get served, yeah. you know, bankruptcy, you're the lowest on the creditor, <laughs> yeah. you're the lowest creditor to get paid. So that's awesome. That's hilarious. So I guess we can just talk about a couple more things and, and wrap up for the day. But one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is how to budget for a pregnant wife. Yeah. <laughs> Cause that, that's a game changer. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts
1: on budgeting for a pregnant wife? So my, my wife went nuts. <laughs> like it it was, if she didn't have a job, she would have had to get one for the stuff that she wanted for, Oh man. you know, the, and it's, it's pretty hard. Cause, um, we've been fortunate in the fact that with, um, the army, I have mm. really good insurance. I think we paid $60 from like, Oh, every, every medical thing, and, and you know, Stella had some heart issues. That's it, I'm and, joining the army, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might not be <laughs> worth it. <laughs> different strokes, different folks. I mean, yeah. but that's uh, that's keeping me in. That's that, funny, you know. So, so we didn't have to worry too much about medical expenses as much, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, like every time I come off, like, hey, we need to get a crib or we need to do yeah. this, and and like she's like, Hey, there's this baby monitor. And then there's this sock thing that you put on there and it keeps their heart rate and their oxygen level. And the outlet. Yeah. It's yep. pretty, it's we got one of those. It's worth it. Though. Our baby grew out of it
0: after like nine months. Like it was too, his foot was too big for the outlet yeah. <laughs> for the thing that came with it.
1: So. Yeah. We're uh, Stella's on the opposite end of uh, Liam for sure. Cause <laughs> yeah. she's, she's, she's <laughs> real small and he's, he's a hefty kid. I love picking her up. Cause yeah. I'm like, Oh, you're <laughs> light. I could just toss you in the air. Yeah, She's nothing. But, uh, you know, uh, And then on top of that, you know, I think probably the hardest thing was accounting for formula. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And like it's expensive. And then if and then if your baby doesn't like whatever kind and then trying to get them to, you know, we ended up selling up like I don't think it's anything crazy, but just like a middle of the road price wise. But like you're spending $50 a week on formula. And then if they don't. If she doesn't finish a bottle, or <laughs> like that's like, five dollars. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, come on, girl, like you're killing me. You know, yeah. like going and you go through it so fast. That's that alone is mm-hmm. probably the thing. You know, I'm like, okay, they'll grow out of clothes. Yeah, okay, we yeah, they grow I- fast. I don't know about Stella, but Liam grew
0: out of his clothes in like three months. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, all we got was newborn clothes. He didn't fit those when he was born. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, we need all new clothes like
1: two weeks after he's born. Yeah, so. Yeah, you know, that's, you know, cuz like you expect them they they grow, you know, but like man, the they expected them to eat and um my wife didn't uh produce a lot of breast milk, yeah. so like we couldn't even supplement in that in that right. aspect. Um but that's literally just as whatever everything you can do to save up money before that baby gets there mm-hmm. that's the key you know like <laughs> hey you got nine months okay i gotta think yeah. all right so i need put like 200 dollars a month away like yeah. seriously yeah exactly like, it sounds like a lot but that's not even like close to what you and might then you're gonna need. be like oh man i gotta go buy four formula well it's cool because you spent nine months putting right formula money away um a good and, idea. It sound- and it sounds silly to think of just formula but that's no, that's seriously. literally that's literally the only thing I can think of that Liam needed like,
0: Nutramagen because he was allergic to the other ones. All the and it's like double the price of all the other formulas. Ooh,
1: I don't know how we all do that. We spend
0: over two hundred dollars a month in formula alone.
1: Yeah, like it's crazy. I know when Stella just hit her year mark, and I'm like, you can drink milk. <laughs> yeah. like, oh like, man, get a gallon for three dollars versus yeah. a gallon of your other <laughs> stuff for twenty. Yeah, so I was just ecstatic about that. But she's. Uh, she still doesn't like it. Too. I don't think right. she really likes milk like too much. She <laughs> yeah. like she like pulls the bottle and like look at it like, like me what like is what is this? Yeah, what is this crap you're giving me? Yeah. But uh, that's that's you know, and I and I can't speak to the the other medical bills or medical issues because I mm-hmm. you know everybody's in a different right. a different point. But um, I mean, if you if you can put up with you know, depending on how old you are or where what stage in your life, if you can put up with leaving for um you know 10 months even you just do a reserve or national guard thing it's it's a pretty minimal commitment mm-hmm. but um it's been it's been a a, a real blessing in our life you mm-hmm. know uh paying 200 dollars in insurance and then no co-pays no awesome. no deductibles it's just okay this is it yeah. it's it's it is super helpful yeah. You know, like I, my first contract got up and I was like, sweet. I'm going to go grow a beard. I'm never, I'm <laughs> never going to shave. I'm never going to cut my hair again. You know, like just ecstatic. Never and then, cut my hair. <laughs> and then, uh, as army reserve. Mm, okay. Yeah. And then, but then I'm like, Oh wait, I got to I got a family now. My wife wants to start just graduated school. I turned 26, kind of be on my parents insurance anymore. That was the most sobering day of my life. Yeah. Like, Oh, "Oh, I have have to pay for insurance. Like new life goal. Don't die. Yeah. (laughs) Until I get a good job that pays for, helps pay for insurance. Yeah. Like don't, you know, so that's, that was my, that was like a wake up call. Like I started looking into what my employer, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it wasn't like a, everybody was like, Oh no, it's, it's a good, it's a good plan. But then I looked at that compared to what the army gives me. And I'm like, no man, I don't, so I sold my soul for another six years, <laughs> so, you know? And now at this point I'll be at 12 years and I'll be like, well, what's another eight? And you yeah. know, so it's, it's, uh, it's super nice. But once you get attached to that, you're stuck, you know, you're stuck for life. You, mm-hmm. you get hooked on that <laughs> and you're like, man, how do I, how do I get away from this if you don't like it? Or, you know, there's just different things about it, but it's, it's nice for extra income. And then, but the health insurance is huh, probably the best, the best thing in the world. You yeah.
0: Know? That's awesome. Yeah. Man, I remember when my wife got pregnant, we were so excited. But like I had no idea what was coming. Like just the pregnancy alone, there were so many little things. I was like this isn't working financially. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know how how Camille was, but Natalie had like crazy cravings. And we would eat out almost every night because she couldn't handle the smells of me cooking anything. (laughs) And then it lingers. Oh my gosh. Like we would cook like ground beef or something. And she's like, I'm going to go throw up. And I was like, I want this, whatever we're cooking. I was like, we made these like meatballs that had really good flavor and she loves them. But she's like, I can't be in the house while you cook them. And we have to like air out the house after you cook them or I'm going to be like sick to my stomach. So we (laughs) ate out so much when she was pregnant. Yeah. And so advice I would give is literally triple your food budget. Oh yeah. Like if you've got a set amount every month for food, groceries, whatever, like eating out, like triple it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like then you won't be, you won't feel bad about doing, about buying extra. You won't stress about it. Like we went to Disneyland a couple of years ago and we budgeted like very tightly. We had a, we allotted ourselves a significant amount of money for just whatever. Mm -hmm. Right? And so even though like one day we went to like the Blue Bayou, which is like a hundred dollars for two people for lunch, you know, we spent a (laughs) hundred dollars on lunch. But we didn't feel bad about it because we had already planned on doing that. Mm -hmm. Like and it wasn't like a do we have the money for it, right? So before you you know, don't not before you get pregnant. Once you learn she's pregnant, like literally month one, start (laughs) tripling your food budget because your wife's gonna eat a lot more. She'll say she's eating for two. I mean, she's eating for like, you know, one and a ninth and then one and a two ninths and three ninths and whatever, yeah. but I don't know how it really works. Like she's eating a lot more. And one night we ended up, she wanted like taco time or something, which I'm like, I I like taco time. You normally don't. So yeah. we'll go to taco Win-win. time. Well, we got there. She's like, this is disgusting. After we ordered and had paid, you know, 15 $20 for dinner. So then she's like, okay, we got to go somewhere else. So we went somewhere else and ordered food there. And she's like, "This is disgusting." <laughs> so finally, we end up at a nice Mexican restaurant where she gets something that she can palate. So that night, we spent like seventy-five dollars on I'm just food. going place to place. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like,
1: "Oh man!" And then she was obsessed with Arby's uh, curly fries. Oh, really? And So like every day, she'd have to go get Arby's curly fries. You're a, you're a good husband. Like by the time I hit the second star, I'd be like, "Nah, I don't care. You'll figure it out. You'll <laughs> you'll eat it if you're hungry enough." Well, like- at the time. <laughs>
0: I was I didn't know anything about pregnancy and we had two incomes. Yeah. So that changes the, the scenario. Yeah, that, yeah that's bit. a huge yeah. Like, I'm I not, like
1: I mean, you're not not even from a financial standpoint. Like I, I don't know if I just don't have that kind of tolerance. I'm not patience. that patience. <laughs> like, no, just no, get in the truck, we're leaving. Come truck. on. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought it was a good story. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, no it, usually... That
0: was one of the exceptions, luckily. Yeah. So it didn't happen all the time, but there were just times I'm like, man, like you're eating out like and one of them she's like I need olive garden's dressing their vinaigrette or whatever yeah. they sell at the store I'm like okay what do you want me to do about it she's like go to the store buy the olive garden salad dressing and bring it home like no salad she's like no just the salad dressing and she took the she took the cap off and just sniffed it she didn't even I'm eat sorry. it she's like smells so good and so it's just like a random expense and I'm like okay you know? yeah that's something that's in that food budget that you've tripled
1: yeah that um you know what something else as you were talking about you think uh-huh. is uh an, an unexpected thing is i've always been super cheap about like heating and air conditioning oh yeah so i've been like no put on a put on a coat if you're cold yeah put on some sweats hey you know wear some, some shorts, shorts yeah. do like do uh-huh. whatever you know but uh like having a baby it was super hard for me to you know, like give to, that up to transition and ma- make that change. Cause I used to tell my wife like, no, I'm not turning on the heat until December. Like if the AC's <laughs> on, it's because it's a hundred degrees. Like that's, that those are like my limits. Oh man. Um, Cause that's just, I don't know. There's certain things I hate spending money on. And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, who <laughs> just wear some shorts or put on an extra coat. Like, a don't fan, need... whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's, there's cheaper options and then there's things to just mitigate this. Right. But, um, it's hard to say with my, baby sleeping you know like hey it's cold at night but i can put blankets on her but then what if she like moves or i don't want to have too many things near her when they first start sleeping so it's like oh man now i have to make i have to make (laughs) it comfortable enough that they can sleep without without having a blanket on them or anything that they could smother themselves and that i mean it wasn't a huge change in our the ac was probably a huge change this last year with with the
0: ac killed us this summer yeah like which are but our it tripled, like our expense for AC this summer. I'm like, holy
1: cow! I know. When I saw when I saw my first electrical bill with this heat wave that was hit. It was like two hundred dollars. Yeah,
0: I was like, what? Yeah, we were like, are $120? you kidding It's probably thirty. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I
1: was like, that's insane. But um, it was. It just felt and like I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just illogical. Like yeah. my baby would be just fine. Every every kid for for all of history right. has been fine, yeah. but I'm like, well, I want my daughter to be comfortable so she sleeps so I can sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that kind of a trade is, is oh, yeah. this more com? is my comfort or my sleep worth her comfort type of a, Oh yeah. But it just, that's something that really, really has changed my utility bill. Cause I yeah, never, never paid for a lot of heating and I've rarely paid for AC and now it's like, Oh no, I don't want my daughter to be <laughs> yeah. overheating or, or right. too cold. And, her hands and her feet always feel cold no matter what we do. So like that stresses just me feel out. feel bad. Yeah. And, so oh, I just, man. that's probably been the hardest, uh, as and, you know, that like dad joke, like who's touching the thermostat, right. You know, like <laughs> I have a schedule. I have it like alert me if it turns on, you know, that's minus. Awesome. but, um, that's been a, that was something that, yeah, that, that's interesting. I didn't, that I never would think about. Yeah. So
0: cause I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. I sleep so warm. And I, but I like having stuff on top of me, but I get so hot so fast that when we first got married, like we had it like 67 degrees at night, like just as cold as we could get it just about. And Natalie turned out to like that. But now that we've got a baby, like it's, we tried it cooler and he'd just wake up cold every night in the middle of the night. And I'm like, "Ah, all right, I'll give up my comfort for my baby. Yeah, exactly. It sounds like I'm like, terrible person for saying like oh i'll do it but like everyone feels that way let's yeah. be real like no anybody says oh no i just do it you know like that you're like you're kind of that's, like you're full of crap yeah like, Maybe maybe you've developed that characteristic but yeah. like i would say the majority of people like have to learn how to be selfless mm-hmm. and that's kind of what you're learning as a parent like you want to raise good kids but you're learning how to give to something other than yourself and yeah to be a wife to be a husband to a wife that needs things you know like they need groceries. Okay. Go get groceries. Oh, did we overspend crap? Okay. Yeah. now we got to
1: figure out where that money's coming from. Yeah. And, and, and to know like where to make sacrifices right. is like, that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing is, uh, with, cause before I worked from home, mm-hmm. Camille worked just nights and weekends. So I was home at night so I could take care of the baby. And it, we had a really good, uh, thing going. So we could, we, she could work and be just fine. But, um, you know, the times when my brothers would hit me up like, "Hey, we wanna play Warzone," or you know, yeah, just completely and it's like, "Well, can hang I can't, us. man." Like, I, you know, I got a, right. I got a baby. Or my buddies would be like, "Hey, we're gonna go out and do this," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Well, no, no, I can't. I gotta, I gotta watch my daughter." And it's and like, I've, you know, and everybody's like, "Oh, no, it's so great having a kid," and, and it is. I don't want to. I'm not like degrading <laughs> it, but like people, I think oversell it a little bit, and then because yeah. they're just talking about how great it is, and then and then you realize like, "Oh man, I I can't just do what I want anymore." Right. You know, like. We, I mean, I don't, I don't know how old you are, but we didn't have our kid until I was 29. Yeah, I, you mean, know? I
0: was 30. I was just about to turn 30 when we had Liam. Yeah, exactly. So, so like, you know,
1: some people have their kids super young and they, and they, it's, I don't know if it's easier or harder to kind of, yeah. but like, you know, trying to break 30 years of, of hey, habits. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. going to do whatever I want or, mm-hmm. you know, this is, this is my, this is my time to either go running or, or play video games, do, do whatever, like my, what I want to do now it's, oh no, I can't do that. Cause I need to. I need to make sure that my daughter's a well-rounded person. So, you know, and then, and this is a little, this is a little far from finance, I guess we've diverted a little bit. Hey, we're
0: a podcast about dads for dads to help dads. Yeah. So that's,
1: and that's, that's probably a thing to know about. Like the, those things probably helped a little bit in finance because Mm -hmm. I'm just staying home and hanging out with my daughter, you know, (laughs) but uh, spending money going out to
0: eat with your buddies or yeah.
1: Or yeah. Or go, you know, shooting and, and, uh, I'm a, probably all get sick of hearing me talk about guns and shooting cause that's <laughs> that's the things I like to do. But it's it's in a, I mean, again in Idaho. Guns yeah. are a hot topic here, <laughs> and it's a it's an ex, uh, an expensive habit. It's yeah, expensive to get it's into sure. it, and then you know in the last in the last little bit, it's kind of a run on ammo. I haven't been able to do it in a year, but yeah, you know, so it's I like guess it's not that big been that big of a sacrifice because I've been hanging one. going to spend time with my daughter, and then right. two, it's too expensive to do. Your priorities <laughs> change when you have
0: kids, man. Like yeah. I get it because. I mean, my priorities changed, so once I was, from being single to married, was an interesting adjustment, because I had gone to school, I had finished schooling, I could spend money on whatever I wanted to, and even if I didn't have much, it was just my bank account that I'm worried about, you know, I don't have an X factor of a spouse that's gonna spend money on X, Y, or Z, so I'm like, okay, I've got a couple hundred bucks, I can spend ten dollars on dinner or whatever, and then I get married, it's like, oh can't do that anymore (laughs) but it's a good adjustment i think i think it's a healthy adjustment yeah for sure having kids is the same way it's like okay his needs are more important than my needs right now because i'm an adult i can go hungry for a couple hours of not go get you know a snack at work or Mm -hmm. go, go whatever it may be but like i i would always go buy a protein bar at school cause I'd have an exercise class, go just buy a protein bar. I probably spent like a hundred dollars a semester just on a stupid, like a Snickers or something. Yeah. And I'm like, looking back now, I'm like, man, I'd be freaking rich if I quit buying <laughs> lunch. And yeah. so,
1: and that's, and that's something that always kind of irritated me. And there's like a joke about it. People like, Hey, how long have you smoked? Or if you stop smoking, right. and you spend all this money, you could have a Ferrari right now type thing. And it's like, well, where's your Ferrari. And if that just comes down to it, it's right. Everybody has their own vices or what they like yeah. to spend money on. And, you know, I think about that too is, you know, I'll buy something I'm like, well, I could have put that in an investment account. And I'd have this right. much now, but I'm like, I, like I, but it's hard to, you can't really think about that. Like right. you, you want to be smart with your money, but you can't sit there and kick yourself for every decision you want to make. You need to make sure that you still have like a good quality of life right. while still setting yourself up for success later. You know, yeah. make sure, make sure, you know, if you're, if your job's matching 401k, mm-hmm. then do what, do what it needs to, to, to match that. Cause it's just free money. You know, like if with Camille quitting, it's a lot, we're a lot mm-hmm. more tight, and, oh, yeah. you know, and at first I was like, well, they don't, they don't, they don't match up to the, my job doesn't match the full percentage for a year. Mm. And so I was like, well, maybe I just will wait a year to start yeah. contributing, you know, kind of, uh, add some value there and prove my worth and get, you know, right. an increase and once I get a raise, start doing it. And then I was like, man, no, like they're still giving me free money yeah, if I contribute. Like, well, no, don't be stupid. Yeah, well, like We
0: had an HSA insurance i'm like man they gave me so much money
1: like yeah. it's crazy yeah so. so it's i think like there's that's another sacrifice is hey, right. there's something i want to do each month there's something that's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. cut that out and yeah. make sure that you can save for retirement um you know with the uh, like modern economic theory there's the there's three three us the like starting to work mid work and then retirement mm-hmm. and they're all going to fight each other. Oh, you know, like yeah. retirement, you is going to be like, what are you doing? Save right now. Right. But, but right now in my life, I'm like, well, no, I I could, yeah. whatever. I could go buy this or I could get I still got 40 years of Yeah. I got 40 of years to make yeah. this wealth build. But then, um, you know, but retirement, you is like, no, you idiot. If you just put that money away now, then here right. at that this point, $10 becomes a hundred dollars in 60 yeah. year, 40 years, whatever it might be. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you have to, so I try to, when I had that like that theory explained to me I was like mm-hmm. I always try to think of that when I go do something well is is future Alex gonna be really mad that I paid money yeah. for this <laughs> you know and for a minute there it really drived a lot of my spending mm-hmm. but then but then I was like kind of not miserable but, I'm, but I just like it's like is this really where I want to be so yeah. you got to ride that line of set yourself that for healthy a healthy balance yeah exactly and I think that's I think some people go too extreme one way or mm-hmm. the other. I think it's just comes down to being right to well balanced and making sure that you're doing what's best for your, for you in the future and you now, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Cause you want
0: to be happy now. You don't want to be like dying right now, but you also need to be conscientious of, okay, future me is going to be really grateful that I did this. Yeah, exactly. I heard a quote, I think it was Chris Hogan, the former Dave Ramsey speaker, whatever he was, um, personality and he said something like do something today that future you will be grateful that you did and i was like that has really impacted me i think about that a lot actually it's part of the reason i started this podcast was that i think future me is going to be really grateful that i did this whether even if it's just even if nobody listens to it and i don't make any money i've recorded life lessons for my kids to listen to that is just public that yeah. anyone can listen to that you know and if I if I end up doing anything more with it like I'll be grateful that I did it because I've recorded some advice for people but can be useful for my kids in the future if you know heaven forbid anything happens to me but it can be something recorded and, and handed down to posterity you know mm-hmm. and so I think with finance it's the same thing we got to do something now that you know future you like you said future Alex will be grateful
1: for yeah so that's awesome no like and that. and I didn't think about this as you know anything about like recording these things that i never thought about like oh my daughter listening to this right you know and that's and that's a really good point because you don't you don't know what the future holds mm-hmm. uh you know like i said you could yeah like so i could i get someone could swipe swipe me on the oh, way yeah. home today and i'd be dead M- and The like Mento mori like the yeah and you, you listen to the stoics <laughs> yeah, yeah the ryan holiday yeah exactly yeah, remember right. you could die at any time at any point and yeah. that's okay yeah. yeah and it is and that's um and i my some people get pretty weirded out about it because mm-hmm. i'm My, uh, my family, we had a lot of death in my family, pretty young age. We had, my brother passed away on, Mm. uh, just, but we're, it sounds weird, but it's made us very stoic about death, right? Like, Uh um, I like stoic because I think I usually use the word cavalier, Mm -hmm. but people get kind of weirded out because like me and my brother will make jokes about (laughs) stuff, you know, like we're in the same army unit and like, you know, people get kind of weirded out when we joke around about death, but, um. And it's probably not appropriate that we do joke about it, but, <laughs> uh, but no, that's a good thing. You know, you just got to accept like, Hey, this is the way it is. But, uh, and if I die on the way home as Camille and and Stella, are they going to be good? Right. Like, you know, we've, uh, kind of, I kind of sacrificed a little bit, um, to make sure that we have a good life insurance right. policy, mm-hmm. um, where, where I do ride a motorcycle and mm-hmm. You oh, know, yeah. and then, you know, I mean not that I would really have a dangerous job in the army, but like if I ever get deployed, that kind yeah, of I stuff. Mean, like Army's army. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> World War Three Erups and Yeah. You know, who knows? Man. Yeah. Exactly. So but um that's kind of another would be a topic for a different day. But yeah. making sure you're you know, like life insurance, and that kind of stuff set up. Yeah, is, definitely. Um you know, in my I have some friends that always joke about me. He's like, well, no, I have, I have enough so my wife can pay off the house. He's like, right. I'm, I'm not setting up her and her new boyfriend, yeah. you know, like that kind of mentality. And, <laughs> right. um, and it, it's, it's kind of funny to talk about, you know, but I, I think the exact opposite. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care if yeah. my if she gets remarried, Like, well, I'm going to be dead. Whatever. Right. Like, you know, what can some, I do about it? Yeah. Someone's going to be there to take care of her. Like good. But, um, but if she doesn't want to go down that route, I want her to be able to, one pay off the house right. live you know
0: and not be destitute because all of a sudden you're out of the picture exactly yeah
1: so i think that's a you know something else to think about that's... to try to budget into mm-hmm. is pay one budgeting into your future retirement and then right li- life insurance because yeah. if you know like in this situation where you know uh, natalie doesn't work camille doesn't work that's right like you don't want them to be in a position of no. Like I'd, I'd feel, I mean, again, I'd be dead. So who knows how i really <laughs> feel about it. But like, just thinking about well, now, if you believe I'd, in an afterlife <laughs> then you'll, yeah. you'll feel certain things. Yeah. And I, you know, I want to make sure that they're, they're set up forever, you know, cause I don't, I don't want my, again, I don't want them to be in a position or anything. And I always think about right. like, uh, I want, I want my daughter to have a disciplined example mm-hmm. in her life, you know, someone who, who can, um, make tough decisions or, you know, and, and make the right decision. Right. In principle decisions. I don't, I don't like the idea of, uh, somebody I, I call a weak. I don't know if it's, ne- that's the best word for mm-hmm. it, but I don't want a weak person in my daughter's life or my wife's life. I want them to be able to have a good example. And, yeah. And uh, but to have that kind of example, you have to have that financial freedom. Mm-hmm. So it's, I, I think, I think there's a lot in life that comes down to money. Like right. you saying, it's a, it's amorals, but it's needed. It's a a necessity. So Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: absolutely. That's interesting. Like, yeah, if anything were to happen to me, like I've thought about this, like, like, you know, they, the Stoics, like they recommend like reflect on death and it's like, Oh man, if anything were to happen to me or to Natalie, like what would I do? And the way I think of things is some people get nervous when they like think about the future. They think about what if somebody, what if something happens? Mm -hmm. But I think of I'm like making game plans in my head. Yeah, (laughs) I'm like okay, so if I were to die, this 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 would have to happen, or this would happen after I die. You know, like or Mm -hmm. if something happened, Natalie, here's what I would do. And like I'm like constantly like planning (laughs) for the future in my (laughs) head. Like and but it helps me mitigate my fear. Yeah, because fear I've said this on the podcast before is a terrible counselor. Fear will make you do stupid things, and it will limit your good things that you do yeah and so if you fear money, like learn about money. If you fear how to fear budgeting, learn about it like take it head on because for us, a budget has become the way we view our relationship with money. you know we do it very differently, but it's a super healthy thing to talk about money. Mm-hmm. You know you don't have to go tell everyone your salary like don't go up to some random hey how much do you make i make a hundred thousand a year like, <laughs> no yeah. that's terrible yeah <laughs> like don't do that yeah. you're gonna look like a jerk yeah but like talk about it with your spouse because mm-hmm. finance troubles are a huge factor in divorces like i've seen couples get divorced because of financial issues right like everyone probably knows one or two people that have had issues with finances um, but it's just been a huge blessing in our re- relationship to get that in the
1: forefront really. Yeah. yeah. And so. that's, and that shows a lot of, honestly, a lot of maturity. Cause like the people I think have issues don't, mm-hmm. they don't know how to broach the subject right. or talk to their spouse and say, Hey, like we need to get this under control or this. And, and it's that fear of, well, then they're going to get mad. And what if they just, right. you know, it's like, I don't want to cause a fight. And it's like,
0: yeah. You I'd know. rather have the
1: hard conversation now than, like, a divorce conversation later. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. You know, because we, I think, me and Camille, we've, we don't really fight. Like, yeah. And, and I know that's going to sound stupid and full, <laughs> like, oh, come on. <laughs> Liar. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, we don't have, like, I mean, we have arguments or disagreements, right? right? But nothing, like, you know, no, no major fights or anything. Right. But the few, like, the one or two I think we had was literally just deciding on what debt to get rid of first <laughs> and that was like literally you know like that's awesome. you know like but that's what uh, and camille's always um probably more her her argument is probably more rational but um when we lived in logan we just bought a house we we're like okay hey, let's um let's try to try to lower our, our mm-hmm. uh, uh, expenses and i was like well i know this sounds silly but my my harley at the time was the lowest debt you know like hey let's just pay this off and then once we pay that off what we're paying in a month you know just snowball thing thing yeah exactly the exact same idea and my wife was like but her mentality was like hey i I get what you're saying that totally makes sense but at the end of the day i lose my job you lose your job whatever something happens we're out of money i'm not gonna be like man i'm so glad this motorcycle's paid off (laughs) you know and i have to sell my car she's gonna say <laughs> right. i would rather have my car paid off and that didn't yeah. care of because she's like you don't need a motorcycle you gotta you got a truck you know that's true and and it was and you could sell the motorcycle pretty quickly yeah like and exactly that debt off. exactly yeah. you know and and she was her she made total sense but i just i was trying to take that snowball mm-hmm. approach and it like drove me nuts i'm like we're not gonna lose our jobs like right you know our more our mortgage in logan we bought a town home, you know so we right. we paid like you know, $700, I think total for our house. Like we, it was pretty minimal. I'm Damn. like, we're, we'll be just fine, you know, just, right. to, but, but she's saying, Hey, this is a lot bigger risk. And I'd rather have this mitigant or this out of the way because right. we don't, You know, even if it's the worst case scenario, repo and can't pay Mm it, she's like, whatever, they can take the motorcycle. Yeah. But but then we still have a car. We still have, you know. That makes sense. You know, and and it was very rational, but it drove me (laughs) insane. So I'm like. Your analytical brain and her emotional brain are conflicting. Yeah. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Like, you know, but. um,
0: That's hilarious. Because when we first got married, we did the same thing, kind of debt snowball. Mm -hmm. And um, my wife had some student loans from like seven or eight years, years before we got married that were still outstanding for her degree in physical therapy assisting. And we were looking at it. We're trying to figure out what to pay off first and everything. And it once it became a joint thing, once we joined forces, like literally every cent that we had extra was going towards it and it became a game to us man it was so much fun to pay off that debt yeah but knowing what you spend and how much you spend like that plays a huge role in being able to pay off yeah, debt you for know sure. and so i like the forward-facing approach of debt or not debt of budget you like the kind of rear-facing but mm-hmm. they're they do the same thing yeah right like i think paying off debts is important and we'll talk about that in another one maybe next week two weeks whatever we end up doing oh. but i'm just like, I love budgeting, and I think you need to be real about it. Be a human being. Don't be a robot. You know, if you get invited to a church social or something, and you have to bring a cake, and you can't come because you can't afford $5 cake mix or whatever your issue is. I've heard people say that. And I'm like, it's mm. a terrible argument. Peace in your soul, Randy. Quit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't, don't get upset. Don't go fight on Facebook because someone made a really bad argument about why not to budget. Yeah. Because it's like, no, like be be human for a second yeah. like you can go over in one category and you can sacrifice others that's okay yeah like that's not a big
1: deal like it, it, it's good to have a structure but it doesn't need right. to be super rigid yeah you exactly. know as long as you're staying within the parameters yeah you have a little bit of flex right like yeah that i think that's a, a good way i think people get too rigid yeah they and get you're too rigid, so rigid you break right yeah so no, it, that's it's... A,
0: 'Cause I remember when we were doing our debt thing, like it was we had to make sacrifices. We're like, Oh, we gotta go to this family thing, but they want us to bring a block of cheese. That's ten dollars, <laughs> man. And then we realized how stupid we sounded. We're like, We we can adjust, we can yeah, fix this. You know sure. what I mean? Like it's like I said, the budget's a living document for us. Like it's something that yes, it's a zero sum game because you have to zero it out at the end of the month. Money mm. goes somewhere. But it's I mean Just be real, be human for a second. Don't be a robot, like be flexible. Like you said, if you're too rigid, it's easy to break you. Mm -hmm. But if you're flexible and you can sway in the
1: sway in the wind as you know, like trees do the example there is you're going to be a lot better off. No, for sure. And you know, even like working in the world of finance, we have covenants that we make our lenders or excuse me, that our borrowers have to follow Mm -hmm. and and a lot of time, you know, we're talking to, talking to them and trying to get them going. Sometimes they don't like the covenants and it's like, listen, I'm not, we're not doing this to try to limit you. We're just trying to help you out and make sure that you're growing. You have that, right. that cash flow to service your debts, you know, and the same thing at home, like, Hey, you know, not covenant, but budget, like, right. this is what we're going with. It was not, we're not doing this to make anyone mad or, or to make you guys frustrated, or spouses, you know, or, or right. you know, hey, I'm not, we're not trying to make head cause headaches. We're just trying to make sure that we're good, right? You know, it's a tool to set us up for success. I think that's a good way to look at it versus yeah. the. Oh man, I can't spend this because, you know, Alex says I can't buy this, or and it's like, yeah, well, no, it's it's not that. And, that becomes a, toxic real quick. Exactly, and I think people just need to understand that it's it's a tool to set, set yourself up for success.
0: Yeah, that's a good way to. That's a great way to put it. That's probably a good way to to finish up here. We are fifty six minutes into this <laughs> podcast, but I mean, just you know, final thoughts on on budget. I'll, um, I I'll go first and let you finish, but I just for for us a budget has been so beneficial just because like I, like i've said like it helps us understand what's coming in and what's going out right like it's a it's our game plan for the month and it helps us tell our money what to do it's that's that's how we have a relationship and everybody's different and especially when you're married you come together from very different perspectives oh, i think we talked about that like my wife had a pretty unhealthy relationship with money when we first started dating. Like she asked me to help her with her budget. Cause I was an accountant, <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, I know I understand money. And she just like felt ashamed to show me anything about her finances. And we were still dating. We hadn't decided to get married yet. Um, but she just was so ashamed to come be like, here are my finances. And like, she felt bad. I was like, no, don't feel bad. Like money's just a tool. Like you can use it good. Or you can use it poorly. And, you know, Dave Ramsey calls it the free spirit or the, the nerd or whatever. And I think Natalie and I are kind of both a little bit of each. I'm, I'm more on the nerd side because I love Excel. (laughs) Like (laughs) I love all the formulas. I think it's fun to build spreadsheets, you know, whatever. I build workout spreadsheets to track my progress
1: and getting, there's nothing better than like a nice dashboard. You can get it set up. Yeah. I'm with you. Oh yeah. yeah. Like it's nice. I really like that but like she didn't like that. Like she, like that's not how she grew up. Like
0: money was a very taboo thing in her family. Her mom did a lot of the finances and her dad did different types on the finances. But usually what money meant was we're going to get into an argument Mm. and we've come a long ways. And let's see, we've been married three ish, three and a half years. Yeah. Almost three and a half in maybe January or December. But, um, money is not even an issue anymore with us because for her it's become amoral and she's understood it better. And I try my hardest to explain it well to her. Like there are certain things she just glazes over. She's like, I'm not doing numbers right now (laughs) because she's less of the nerd than I am, but she likes seeing where the numbers go. And so like, if I could give advice to anyone that's just getting married or having kids is work with your spouse, have an open line of communication about money Because if you create a poor relationship with money, if it's all about fighting, you're going to have a world of hurt when it comes to the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my final thoughts on the budget. And if, you know, if if people are wanting example template budgets, like shoot me a message on Instagram at quick quick tips for dads, you know, or whatever. We'll set up an email eventually, I'm sure. (laughs) But That's all we've got
1: right now. But tell me your final thoughts on, on budget, Alex, what do you, um, like, you know, we kind of talked at the beginning We're I'm a little more liberal about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just more of a, Hey, this, we re we evaluate every six months. So, um, right. we're very much a, a post action than, than pre, uh, but honestly, I think just kind of summing up what we talked about, the best thing to do is be flexible, do, do what works with you, uh, or for you and your family. The best thing you could do is communicate you can't communicate then that's then it's not going to work out right from the get go you know have have the tough conversations it's not it's not easy to say hey you're spending too much or we you know this is how it's and especially when it's been a kind of a a habit or a a, um habit's a good word for it i guess but if it's kind of ingrained in your like conditioning yeah exactly so if if that's the route you're um if you're going down that path it's going to be hard to change it but Mm -hmm. it just needs to be Just need to, one self-reflection make sure you're looking in what can i do better what do i need to change about myself Mm -hmm. because it's easy to lash out and say hey you're spending on this and you're spending on this and you're spending on this i'm gonna go hit starbucks right i'm gonna go get a go get whatever every go get a hot chocolate every day for
0: five six dollars yeah
1: exactly so it's i think there's a lot of it just comes down to self-reflection and communication and you gotta be honest with each other, and know know your weaknesses and know your strengths, yeah. and then uh, be honest about them, and then work on them together. Say, hey, this is where you know my my strength will comp- uh, complement your weakness, and vice versa. You just need to make yeah. sure that you guys are working as as a good a good unit and be mm-hmm. an open communication.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. Well, is what we got for you guys today. My name's Randy. That's Alex. He's gonna be our co-host we'll see if he wants to stick around for another few few episodes of this family finance series Um, but thanks for thanks for being here alex and thanks for
1: inviting me i really appreciate it
0: yeah man all right we will talk to you all later and this is randy signing off we'll talk to you all another i guess monday peace